We talk a lot about setting goals, achievement, and generally just going after what we want. It's true, but have you ever had an idea or a goal that stayed in your head and just had no momentum? Of course, and I end up carrying it around for far too long. It takes up a lot of space and uses energy, so how do you know when to just let an idea go? And that's what we're talking about today. The Speakeasy Podcast, real talk about leadership and sanity in the creative industry. I'm Karen Steffel. And I'm Jen Estel. Managing creativity and business, we probably have an opinion on that. No prohibitions. Clearly, we have cocktails. Tell us about this cocktail with this crazy dragon fruit situation. I know. It's called the Clio, and it's a tequila-based cocktail. It has a couple ounces of tequila, some lime juice, um, some dragon fruit syrup, which makes it a very pretty color. And then you garnish with a little dragon fruit slice. So it's very, very pretty. Uh, it's very subtle in terms of um, it, it's pink. But it, if I had to compare it to anything, I would say it tastes a little bit like a, a margarita. Here's the thing. I'm not going to say I was today years old when I learned about dragon fruit, but it's a fairly unusual fruit. And the syrup takes a little, you know, it's got some hibiscus in it. And so this is a a bit of a showstopper if you want to impress someone, but make sure that you have time to shop for all the ingredients. So you can check that out on our website if you want. Yes, absolutely. Okay. So why are we talking about this, Jen? Why are we talking about letting go of good ideas? Well, probably because I came up with an idea at the office at some point and my staff all looked at me like I was nuts. And so I had to just let it die, um, which happens, you know, somewhat frequently. Um, Particularly if you're in the creative industry, you have lots of ideas and you have to turn over ideas and you have to let them go. And there's a weird bit of emotion about that. So it was, I think we should talk about it. I don't know. It's hard. It can be really hard to give up on an idea or a goal. Um, but why is that? Why do we why do we hang on so hard to things? Is it ego? Yes, maybe. I think for, for someone like you and I, I would like to say it's not ego because we've grown up enough to not let ego play into our decisions. But there is emotion attached, right? Enthusiasm mm-hmm. and excitement and, and so sometimes you're you're too emotionally attached, which is different than ego, I think. No, I think so too. I would say ego would be more like, well, we have to do this idea because it's my idea and I I have the best ideas. So I don't think it's that. It's for me, it would be fear of failure. I don't like that. Interesting. So, so you're saying that sometimes you don't give up on an idea or a goal because if you stated it as a goal, sometimes abandoning said goal feels like a failure. And so you don't want to not hit hit or achieve that thing you said you were going to do. Yeah. So I I have to work really hard to not see quote unquote quitting as failure. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, I can see that one too. So I think that that fear of failure is probably a good, a good idea. I feel like for me, it's that sunk cost problem. I've already invested in it. I've gotten down the road. I want to salvage something that should be working. So for me, sometimes sunk cost, not as much ego, um, but just I feel like I'm invested so much that I don't want to give up. Do you ever have that one? Yeah, for sure. Like you can't turn, <laughs> you can't turn back now. Right. <laughs> you've already, you've already invested and dropped hundreds of dollars or hundreds of hours or hundreds of emotions into it. Yeah. You can't give a, give up on that. So right. So it's it's hard to give up on an idea, and it's hard to give up on something you said you were going to do, or some sort of goal. 
But honestly, sometimes you should. Sometimes you just got to let it go, right? Yeah. And it's funny because I don't relate to this quite as strongly, but I have to tell my kids to let it go all the time. Isn't that funny? Like, I'm not always willing to let go, but I'm constantly coaching my kids, like, let it go. It's fine. It's fine. (laughs) Yeah. So, what are some of the reasons why we just should be fine with letting go? I think part of it is sometimes it's not the right time. I know, like a great example, your recent short film, that idea was percolating for you for a long time, if not years, right? Three years. Three years. And so that's an example of of if you would have tried to birth that idea or put it into the universe before its time, it may have failed or you weren't in the right space or your business was demanding something different. So sometimes is it just bad timing? Yeah. I mean, we, we had to put off our next, the, the short film that we're working on now, we had to put off because of COVID because we weren't comfortable gathering, but it's, it's going to happen. So that sometimes in my head, and we do this a lot in the office, it, in some ways for me, it's it's easy to be able to let go of an idea when when I can understand letting go of it now doesn't mean letting go of it forever. Mm-hmm. And maybe it will come back when when it's time. And sometimes letting go of a goal or an idea or even a timeline allows you to be free, do something else, be very productive. But mm-hmm. if that thing has value, it will come back, right? Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think too, sometimes I think you stated it earlier when your team looks at you like you're crazy, like when your idea just isn't contagious, you know, we don't, we don't create in a vacuum. We have teams of people that are contribute. And in my opinion, ideas grow and become their best selves when other people contribute to them. That's how things expand, whether that's goals or projects or events, the more people that contribute to it aligned appropriately they just get better. So when when you present an idea and it's not contagious, that's a good reason. Like if you're not able to get people to buy into it, that's yeah. maybe a sign that you should let go. It's like your own little focus group with your people, right? <laughs> yeah. If if all the people you trust creatively or love or rely on look at you when they're like, nah, that's maybe a good sign. I mean, everybody decided Smickle the Pickle was a good idea. I love Smickle the Pickle. That's one of my favorites still. And folks, if you don't know what Smickle the Pickle is, you have to go back and listen to all of our podcasts to figure it out and or probably go to Render's Vimeo page. I yep. would imagine we'll get you there. But Smickle is a winner. Mm-hmm. Um, and Smickle like met, met the objectives. So here's the deal. Every goal, every idea, particularly in a creative industry, you know, the reason we have creative ideas or have goals is to accomplish something, to solve a problem, meet an objective, hit a goal. And sometimes you can come up with a really great idea that just doesn't hit that objective. Mm-hmm. And it feels exciting and it feels enthusiastic and you really want to you really want to go with it because you feel creative, but when you refer back to your list of metrics as to what you're doing and why, sometimes it just doesn't fit. Yeah. And so yeah. That's where the emotion part, I think, where you have to sort of regulate yourself because you might fall in love with something or be enthusiastic about it, but then at the end of the day, it doesn't quite fit. So making sure... You shouldn't just do something and execute on an idea just for idea's sake. No, I don't think so. But I I do think as a creative, that's a really hard lesson to learn and it takes practice. Agreed. Agreed. 
And here's the killer. Okay, so this one's in our list, folks, and everybody has been here. When you have a great idea, you thought you've become the most brilliant person with the best idea on on the planet, and then you realize someone else already figured it out. Yeah. When your idea is not original and you realize someone in some other land, space, or time already did the thing you're going to do. Mm-hmm. And th- this happens often too. And it happens particularly in a creative field or in, well, in many fields, but um, you could in a vacuum in your own bubble, come up with a magnificent idea and it's 100% original thinking to you. And it feels great. But then you have to go to the Googles and you realize, oh, three other people came up with this idea and they've already executed on it. So maybe not so much. Now, I think don't you think that happens probably in like product development a whole heck of a lot? You know, it's like, oh, yeah. oh I still have a problem, so I'm going to invent a widget. And then you solve the problem, you sketch it out on your napkin, and then you're like, oh, that exists. Wah, wah. Yeah. <laughs> Which is okay. I mean, and, and I wouldn't be discouraged by that, of course. it's just, It means that you, you know, what you can take out of that is, is twofold, kind of like, okay, there are no new ideas in the world. But also, I came up with an idea that was really effective and marketable. I can see so because somebody already did it. Yep. But it validates that you're coming up with good ideas, I suppose. You know, the thing, too, I would say that's sort of the opposite of this, we're talking about it in terms of invention, so to speak, bringing something into the world out of nothing. But in other places, th- there are spaces to leverage other people's ideas and other people's methods and learn from them and grow and improve your organization, which is probably a different podcast, but I'm yeah, just putting it here. Yeah, that's a different topic. But yeah. yeah, absolutely. That I think that's within the realm of possibility, for sure. For sure. So when else should we let go of an idea, do you think? Uh, so I got myself in hot water over this years ago. I think you might know what I'm going to say. But I think that there are products, services, events that have kind of a life cycle, right? You have to retire them because what was once a great idea isn't a great idea anymore. So whether that's, you know, an event that was beloved and well attended for a decade and to say, Hey guys, it's not making money anymore. People aren't as, as jazzed about this idea anymore. You know, that might be an unpopular decision, but it might be a wise financial decision. Right. So it's, it's hard to give up because of emotion. We talked about that, right? Because you've already sunk all this cost into it and it's fear of failure will disappoint. If it isn't making good business sense, whether it's a product, a service, or an event, you, it, it's okay. Because yeah. you know what it's going to do? It's going to give you the space and the bandwidth to see what the next opportunity is. Yeah, I love that because hanging on to the old thing means you're maintaining, 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 trying to keep it afloat to an expectation from the past. But if you let that go, you can do something all new and different and exciting. And so it is sometimes time to let go and retire a once great idea. But that just gives you that space to move on to the next thing. Yeah. I mean, and I mean, I could apply it you know, that was, that was a nonprofit example that I just gave for an organization I was a part of. But if I was still offering the same services as I was 20 years ago, especially given just how unrecognizable my industry is today compared to even 10 years ago, well, then I wouldn't be in business anymore. Right. Well, and apply this to say your to-do list, um, particularly, I don't know, say you're an organization that puts on events or 
um, fundraisers or what have you. And we all have capacity limits, right? And so if you've got six great events, but you're too emotional to let go of any of them and you come up with a seventh and then you come up with an eighth and a ninth and a tenth, you don't have the capacity to do all those things. We have a tendency to put more things on our calendar and more things on our to-do list to the point where we are overflowing and nothing is successful. So it is sometimes good to let go of an old idea or something that's had its glory days for sure and move on to the next thing so that your team and your audiences can focus their capacity and and focus on that new thing. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something we have a really hard time of letting go of the old, even when we're adding new. And that's probably part of what makes us all so exhausted half the time. I Yeah. So I think in, in our first season, we did an episode on baggage and we compared <laughs> ourselves to uh, pack mules, right? <laughs> How much yeah. baggage we carry around. And really like a, a pack mule that's got a lot on isn't going to win any races, right? No. So what I hear is one of the the strategies you're recommending is that if you hold on to too much baggage, you're not nimble enough. And emotionally, when we've got things that are rolling around in our heads, it you're noodling on those things, and it's preventing you from seeing those that next opportunity or having the ability to even take on another opportunity. Oh right, you're too distracted with your existing to to do list to look up on the horizon. Right. So when we are trying to kill it and get through this thing that feels like a slog because it's served its purpose already, um, we're not looking at what's next. And so giving yourself a moment to look at what's next. And the other thing, you know, is just acknowledge, you know, and you said earlier, fear of failure, acknowledge that giving up on an idea or giving up on a goal is not a failure. It's an intentional decision. Mm -hmm. Right. It's strategic. Yeah. And so understanding, nope, it's time to let that go. Um, That is an intentional strategic decision that you're making. It's not a failure. And doing so and letting yourself do so is okay. And I feel like this little piece of advice is critical for, you know, the committees that are trying to make events and the organization that just added one more social media to what they're supposed to be doing and nobody's got the capacity to get it done. Um, making an intentional decision to say no or say goodbye, it just opens you up for different options, right? Yeah. And I think this is such an important message for, you know, even some of our clients or some of our client adjacent folks to hear because let's use COVID as an example. People didn't do galas for a couple of years. People didn't do golf outings for a couple of years. And it's like the any nonprofit that says, but we've always, you know, fill in the blank. Well, maybe, maybe times have just changed enough where people don't want to do a garden party anymore, or they don't want to do, you know, a golf outing, or maybe they do, but it's a really great opportunity to really evaluate in that way. And does this idea still serve us? Right. And does, does it serve us because it's meeting your goals, because it's getting the right target audience, because it's making your, your staff or your employees feel great and enthusiastic? Does it serve because it's going to make money? So really sort of, I love your point there, that thinking of how does an idea serve in the end makes it easier to give up when it's time to give up or to move on when it's time to move on. Yeah. Cause my rule has always been, if somebody asks me why, and my answer starts with, because we've always, then that's not, then that's not a well-formed thought. 
you have to be able to defend your decisions a little bit better than habit. Although I do reserve the right to be able to say, because we always, to my children. Okay. <laughs> you can do that. You're a mom. You get to make those rules. Yep. I'm going to I'm gonna tell them what has to happen in the house because we always do it that way. The end. But in the rest of my life. That's because it serves that that's because it serves your objective. <laughs> that's true. Look at us. We're just on fire. I feel like I'm going to leave this podca- podcast and go to my calendar and start striking things off of it right now. Yeah. Well, you know, I struck is I, I struck that Cleo right down to the bottom of the glass. Oh gosh. I know it's, it's really cool. And like this garnish, you guys, this dragon fruit garnish is so interesting and neat and the color on this thing you wouldn't believe. So you've got to check it out. Yeah, it's pretty cool, and it, but it's it's subtle. It's not like a in-your-face type of thing. The way sure. margarita is really, really tart and tangy. This is a little bit more subtle than that, but give it a try. Very cool. You know, we all know. I mean, you and I come from the same child care center. We know that play is essential for healthy brain development in children. That's true, and play isn't associated as closely with adults. But it's just as good for us. Yes. Play keeps our brains engaged, relieves stress, wards off depression, and can sharpen our skills. So join us next time to rediscover what play is for you and how to find a new bit of joy. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.